0: By we just finished the story of the five kings. So we Let's just remind ourselves what happened when the Kaiser were chasing these five armies. They had traveled way beyond, so to speak, where the cities were. They had chased them the whole way to a place called Makedo. Even though Makeda was a city, it wasn't one of the five kings who chased. It, but that's where kaisel had reached. So once they were there, they already fought with the enemies along the way. And it says, <laughs> On the same day that Yeshua attacked Makeda as well, <laughs> he he hit, he killed them by sword together with the king. v'eskal that he already destroyed them, didn't even any survivors. <laughs> which means he killed him in battle. It wasn't like the five kings which he. Later on, made a symbol of putting his foot, or the general's foot, on their necks, and then hanging them. Here, he didn't do that, he just killed the king. And then the next place, Yisrael, the second city. So really same thing But he asked made them also, the he killed him. The king of, of Libna, like it is the king of Yerichoy. Same thing in Lachish. So already was really the next day. The same day they attacked Makedon, and Livna Lachish, the next day they attacked Lachish. And what the potter is telling us, and this is what we see as Yeshua makes the journey and kills one place after the next, so we'll see. Now The next city was Gezer. The king comes to help Lachish fight the Jewish people. And he was destroyed. The Vayavo The next thing was And so we so Yeshua is going on the, what's the idea? What's the, obviously, going city by city, of all the places that Yeshua destroyed, but there's another point here in the Navi, and that is, six, we have to really look at a map. But what's happening is, again, Yeshua originally went to, to fight the five kings who came to, to attack Yvonne. In chasing the five kings, Yeshua went way further to the west the way the battle started off. He went all the whole way to Makeda, which is a place much further to the west, and now, like the Pasuk said yesterday, we asked what the Pasuk means, that Yeshua would return to Gilgal. And now on the way, we have all these stories happening. Yeshua was very far from Gilgal. What it means is, Yeshua was on the return journey. So having chased the five kings and pulled as far as he could chase them and killed all the survivors he could, which was as far as Makeda, now Kalei are marching back to their home base, which is in Gilgal, and all these cities are on the way. They were conquering, so to speak, the cities on their way back home again. And as we'll see in the next two cities also, Hebron, destroys Hebron and its king. And here all the asked the question, and Hebron was one of the five cities which joined in the original fight. And in that's the case, the king of Hebron had already been killed. So why does it say here in the past the, uh, the king? So there's two answers suggested by the Mephoshim. The one is a very simple answer, and that is, it could be that as soon as the king was killed, somebody else took the position. Mm-hmm. So even though it was only a few days later and the close was journey back again, but they had already appointed a new king who they killed on the way. The other answer, which is interesting, because it also fits in with another question, and that is, you see by Hebron, it says he killed Hebron and all the cities around it. In other words, there was a cluster of places around Hebron, which also had to be attacked. Hebron was like a major city, and there were small cities around it. And why is this significant? Because the Gemara asks a stir. And that is, the Gemara says, and it's according to the first Apostlech, that when the Miraglium originally came to Israel, he went to Hebron to Davon As you know from the pasuk, right? And Shem promises Kalev that he's going to give him Hebron as a reward for standing up to Al-Miraglim. Right? So Kalev has promised Khebron as to be given to him as his nakhal, the city of Khebron. However, the Pasuk also says when it talks about the six arim of the Levim, which are the six cities of the Levim, which were chosen to be cities of refuge and belong to Levim, so one of them is Hebron. Mm-hmm. So the Gemara has to stir it. How can that be? Was Hebron given the Kalev, and the Kalev was from Shevet Yehuda. it was his personal acquisition, it was Heaven, a city for the Levim, and uh, if that's the okay, case, so it wasn't given to you, it was given to the Levim, how do you reconcile this there? So what the Gemara says is that there was Heaven and there was B'neusel, there were the cities around Heaven. and therefore the city of Heaven was the era Levim, but the cities around Heaven were given to Kalev. And there we see that, that discussed in the Potsdam also. When it comes to Hebron, they attacked Hebron and all the cities around it. And now there was a division. That led to Hebron itself, so to speak, the main city of Hebron was Ariel Avim. But the area around Hebron, the B'nai itself the cities in the environs of Hebron, is what was given to Yosha. I'm sorry, to call it. And I would also explain the other question we asked, and that is who's is this king? That, because it seems like this, that even though these cities were around Hebron, They they had their own authority. And therefore, it could be that the original king of Hebron was one of the five kings who had been killed in the original battle, but the the area around Hebron was a district unto itself, and therefore, it had its own king, which they killed over here. I guess those are the two answers to explain exactly what's referred to by Hebron. Either way around, it's true that we know that there was a difference between the city proper and the area around it, like the Gomorrah says. We're also going to see later on another another. Seeming contradiction, which will be answered with the same and the same answer, and that is who conquered Hebron. If you look at the pasuk here, it seems like Yeshua and the whole Jewish army, but we're going to look later on. We're going to see what happened was Hebron, I mean, sorry, Kalev comes to Yeshua, and Kalev tells Yeshua that I want you to give me the land that Moshe Rabbeinu promised me, which is Hebron, and Yeshua agrees. He knew Moshe promised that. Yeshua. Yeshua gives Hebron to Kalev, and then the pasuk says that Kalev went and destroyed Hebron and he chased the giants out of heaven. Mm-hmm. That was already been taken. So how do we reconcile that here? Yeshua's already taken heaven and destroyed the Anas king and the area around it all beforehand, before we came to the Chalukah, the, the, the division of Israel, and later on, when we come to the division of Israel, so Yeshua gives heaven to Kalev, but Kalev's done was the job of having to destroy the in heaven. The uh, heart had already been done. So we see also that we have to differentiate with exactly what Kalev did and what was already done before. We'll see later on. do we get the same answer? Said- yes. When it's talking about Hebron, it says... I'll read it again. The Pasuk says... So here it's with they conquered both. And if you're going to see what, what was left for Kalev to conquer later on. We're going to see later on also that also this wasn't straightforward. Dvir wasn't conquered by Yeshua, Dvir was conquered by Asnilb Khnas. Right, we're going to see later on in the Novi that there was a prize given to whoever could conquer Dvir, and uh Asnilb Kness was the one who conquered Dvir. So even though here Yeshua and the whole army it says they conquered Vir on the path back to where the Gilgal, but there was obviously an area left which had to be conquered afterwards. As we'll explain when we get there. Which means the whole southern part of Eretz Yisrael, or we recall the whole Nachloss Yehuda. So all the cities on the way, Yisrael conquered them. Yisrael killed all the people. And therefore, Yisrael, which is at which is the southern border of Eretz Yisroh. is in the southwest, and Kodesh Maneh is in the southeast. V'esko Eretz Goshen v'ad-Givon. Givon is the north of Shevet Yuhudah. givon is the border with Benjamin, as like you're going to see. And therefore, the whole of the south of Eretz on this trip, when show went, he came back and he cleaned up, so to speak, all the cities on the way, on the south, on his way back to Gilgal again. So him, the, men. Just the men, the men. The camp was in Gilgal. They were in Gilgal, right? Which was the original campsite. He originally, like we said, he originally gathered all the Jewish soldiers, all the men, to come to battle. The battle dragged them way further west, and started start up now they're on the way back, and they're killing everyone on their way back to that. Which was one campaign. in this one journey, Yeshua takes all the kinsiders on the way which also is uh, nice, so to speak, because uh, it, it was much more than they originally intended to do. They originally set out to fight the kings who were attacking Gibbon, and at the same time, this campaign ended up becoming a major, so to speak, war against every kingdom along the way, which uh, which uh, basically destroyed all the Canaanite kingdoms which were in the south of Eretz Israel. No, no, the entire war takes seven years. This wasn't seven years. And this is exactly a repetition of the Pasek we just started, which is, we find other times in the Novi as well. And that is that this, when the Novi says what people wanted to do, and then eventually they did it, so it repeats the possef, right? That They set off to do it, and then they came back. Eventually, they get back to Gilgal. So where we started off, when they got as far as Makedo, so now they turned around and they were on their way back to Gilgal. That's the beginning of this parakh. And now on the way, they killed all these other kingdoms and they eventually they come back to Gilgal again at the end of the, this part of the battle. Uh, we after this miraculous- maybe we should add to this. And that is that uh, the Nais, which the Apostle says twice here at the end is So we see that in two things. The first one is that uh, we like, see in all these places it was quick. There wasn't, except for one place, says it says well, that it took them a the second day to conquer, which was Lachish, because the second army came to help Lachish, which was Horeh Merach Gezer. Everywhere else, the same day they attacked, they won. It was a very like, Hashem made the campaign go very quickly. That's as so that's, the, that's the one area they see the Gilgal, where the camp was, was in the day they crossed the Jordan. Gilgal is therefore on the far east of Eretz Israel. It's even before Yericho. But I never left the camp. They went around in this trip and they came back again to Gilgal, which is where the camp was. Well, how east of step Yorifu? UIFO? Yorifu's already on the Yarden. is not on the Yarden. is a day's journey from the Yarden. It's where? It's a, it's a day's journey from the Yarden. You can go see it today even. Yorifu is right by Yarden. It's like a few yards away. Have you seen Yorifu? Yeah. It's not so near the Yarden. It's, 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 I mean, now by a car it would take you probably 15 minutes to get the Yarden. But then, if you travel, it was some time. Gilgal was before Yericho. When, when, when what happened? let remind ourselves. When Israel crossed the Yarden, they prepare seven days to fight Yericho. Where do they camp? In between them. Between. So there's a Gilgal in between, even further east than Yericho is. Jordan. The River is right there. It's not so close. It's not so close. It, there, it's near the Yarden, but it's not on the Yarden. half a mile. So Gilgal must have been in between then. Half a mile. So Gilgal must have been in between. In other words, that's and what, what Lavi said. Sorry? And you put millions, the camp was millions of people. Right, the camp was millions of people. It wasn't. Uh, there's, there's another answer to that question also. And there's a general answer which the Gemara gives in two places in Shas uh, to the question of sizing and their sizes of places their, or distance in Aris Israel. And so, yeah. the, when the Gemara asks in yeah. two other places in Shas about that, uh, the size we see today of these places doesn't seem to fit no. the amount of people mm-hmm. which live there. The Gemara, the time, says the same answer. And that is, it's the gemara says that, just like a deer, if you skin it, just, uh, it's, elastic, it's an elasticity in it and the, string contract, the skin contracts, you'll we'll never get it to cover the deer again. So it's the same thing right? after the goddess, uh, Eretzat Tzvi contracted, so to speak. So, it's not like the today. so therefore, there will be much more space. Right. That was the one Nakoda. The other Nakoda, which is also nice, not mentioned here, but that is that for this entire time when the Jewish people were going on this campaign, they had batim left, the guild were unguarded. Mm-hmm. But the, all, the whole army had left camp, so to speak, and uh, the camp was empty, was open to attack. There was no one left, right, except for the women and the children. But again, part of the Nace, which even when Hashem does with Klai Israel, is that he, he engineers, Hashem engineers, that no one's going to attack them. And that's why we see only after Klai Israel come back, now they get attacked from the north. It would have been much more, uh, as far as military strategy goes, much more intelligent for everyone to attack him, to attack him when the army is not there. Yeah. And no one, it didn't happen. Uh, again, the Yad Hashem It's only when everyone comes back, now they get attacked, you Now the Shur and the soldiers are available to, to fight. Okay, so in both of these things, we about how successful they were in their campaign, the fact that Hashem protected the camp behind, we see that uh, Kodesh Baruchah was orchestrating the war for Klai Yisrael. Okay.